0: Well, hello! It's the Darren Clarkson Podcast. I know, I know, there's been a bit of a hiatus. We've not had one of these for a while. I know, what can I say? Like I've always said, we don't have any sort of regularity to this lot, and we definitely don't have any sort of script but you know, it is what it is. So, why today? Why a podcast? Today, for people that don't really listen to this anymore, uh, it's a whitewater kayaking podcast. And uh we talk about whitewater kayaking, we talk about other stuff sometimes. Uh You know, I might mention that I've taken up running a couple of years back and I do a bit of jogging. Uh But I'm not, I'm talk about whitewater kayaking. And something that's sort of, sitting a little bit, not uncomfortably, because it's not uncomfortable, a little bit strangely with me, and that's how kayaking is seen in the sort of mainstream media, and how we as participants in whitewater kayaking or canoeing, uh, whatever terms you want to use, I'm going to use kayaking, but you can use what you like, I don't really care. Right, how does the the sort of general population in the mainstream media see us? Over the sort of floods, and I'm sure this is across the world, but I'm going to talk about the UK. Other winter when we have floods, there's always an always an article in the local newspaper or some sort of local Facebook group about reckless daredevils paddle the river in flood. What's going to happen when the rescue services need to rescue them? They're putting their lives in danger, blah, 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 blah. Okay, and we've seen probably a thousand of these things in our time, you know. And most of us, I say most of us, most of my peer group are those very people that not only are paddling the rivers in high spate and flood and are pictured by some person who thinks we should be sat at home watching bake off but we're also the people that volunteer with mountain rescue etc etc well that's another thing isn't it people don't understand that mountain rescue is voluntary anyway that's an aside so we've got all these visions of our sport that we love and our pastime that we love being reckless endangerment and then we've got the images of scouts and guides and youth groups and sit on tops and all that stuff that is sort of very placid and very smooth, primarily speaking, and I could be wrong. Your understanding of kayaking from the, the media could be different, but we do get a lot of sort of sit on tops, uh, where I live at the moment, there's loads and loads of sit on tops on the river, going hand in hand with stand-up paddle boards, strangely, and... Uh, that's a bit weird. Anyway, we have, we have this sort of dichotomy of this, this, this is okay, right? You, you can do this sort of floating about on the lake with no experience and really bad gear. And we can go on the rivers with no experience and really bad gear. But don't do this as an experienced character. Don't go into flood stage or high water. I'm not even going to call it flood stage. Don't go into high water where, you know, You're actually skilled and gifted enough to to do that because people will emulate you. Whoa, 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 backtrack a bit because I'm pretty sure that people are emulating the Joneses, again, for want of a better term, when they go out in their sit on tops because they've seen somebody in the sit on top and that looks fun. So they probably have very little skill, very little knowledge. They're probably buying an inflatable or a sit on top or whatever. And they're putting themselves in a lot of Undue danger, shall we say. Even if it is a calm, peaceful, flat piece of water, they're going out inappropriately dressed or with no personal flotation device on. Or they're probably not telling people where they're going. All the things that experienced uh, paddlers understand, you know. And and we do, you know, mitigate all those circumstances. Right, so we have these two places Uh, in popular culture and I think that's really strange how one is actually quite skilled but seen as reckless and one is not seen as reckless at all is seen as a a bit of Sunday fun again, my terms a bit of Sunday fun that anyone can partake of but without the skills and the knowledge and that's an interesting thing for me but what is really interesting for me is that this last week what have we seen in the media? it's been in like BBC, it's been in Australia, it's been in Sky News, it's been all over the shop. What is it? Yes, it's that old Annie annual. annual, yes. Dropping a waterfall off an iceberg. I don't quite know what to think about that. Because it's obviously it's an amazing feat of kayaking and skill and expedition planning and a thousand things. It's, you know, I love it sponsored by Prada and Red Bull. When are we going to get away from sp- uh, the sort of top-tier kayakers being has spon- been sponsored by uh, Poison? Because we all know that Red Bulls principally end up people that and pretty purescent, in be purecent, it? You know, uh, kids walking to school with energy drinks, crushing monsters, we like some Red Bulls, like they're going out of fashion. It's just poisoning it. So when are we going to get away from that, right? When are we going to get away from extreme sports being sponsored by uh, something that's not very good for you? Years and years ago, Formula One, snooker, darts, you know, <laughs> these things, these things were sponsored by like cigarette companies, and we got away from that because you know cancer, and yet it's okay for extreme sports to be sponsored by red bull <laughs> i don't get it like i don't get it at all like top tier athletes that obviously train really hard to look after the body and all that uh are promoting a sugary caffeinated uh drink that if you have too many of them you'll blow up i sort of don't get it right i don't get it at all having said that i don't think anybody's uh any farmer that grows carrots, like near where I live, is it? Uh, there's a, a carrot farm near where I live, and I don't think they've got the budget to sponsor extreme athletes, and you know, I've picture of carrots on their helmets. But that aside, why is that all right? Why is it all right that our global kayaking phenomena, uh, the ones we aspire to in slalom or in Extreme White Water are the ones sponsored by Death Juice. Why well, is it all right? I know there's money and all that. And I sort of get it, but um, it sits a bit uncomfortable with me. What really sits uncomfortable with me is that the exhibition was sponsored by Prada. That's that's really, really bad. Okay, that's it's really bad. Uh, I don't get it. Uh, Prada, fashion brand... Sponsoring Extreme uh, white water. don't sit right with me for whatever reason. Uh, it just don't, I don't get it, I don't understand it. And like, this is a podcast that's a bit of a, a sort of pub conversation, realistically speaking. Why is it alright? Why is that alright? Would it be alright if Vivian Westwood sponsored athletes? Would it be alright if uh, Primarni? Sponsored athletes, you know, I think we'd all be up in arms if Primark sponsored athletes. Uh, we know the dangers that fast fashion does uh, to the world, the damage it causes, the uh, working conditions of people that work in the factories. We sort of, we get that, and uh, I think the, the extreme sports world would be up in arms about it. But why is it, why are we okay with Prada sponsoring Anniol and Red Bull? You know, I, it, it, it's uncomfortable with me. And like I say, I've not really thought much about the way I'm going to present this podcast. I just want that out there because it is uncomfortable. We should be promoting sustainable products. We should be promoting healthy diets. Okay, so when we put, and I have no issue with people making money out of their sponsors, it's you know, it's the career. I get it, I understand all that, uh, but there's a balance to be made, okay. And I don't know how we do that, and it'd be a really good discussion to have around that subject. So, I would love to discuss this with somebody that is uh, sponsored by a high fashion brand and paid for by a high fashion brand or by Red Bull or Mike Monster, or any of that stuff, about how you can sort of promote that lifestyle, knowing the damage it causes. But this takes me back to that we've got how our sport's seen in popular culture. So we've got this extreme athlete sponsored by high fashion brand and a, a, a drink that is realistically a marketing tool for sports, extreme or otherwise, soapbox, diabetes, and the like. And then we've got Reckless kayakers on large rivers. Get that on the d like don't you? Get that on the, on the Y, get it on the T's, get it, you know, on the Swale. You get it on lots of major rivers. And then you've got the image that you get of people in sit on top. So you've got these sort of images across the media. Across cult- cultural reference points. When I was younger, didn't have those. I don't remember them at all. Now, obviously, I'm knocking on the door with 50. And I do not remember mass media photographs of kayaking. Ever so often there'd be a picture of a slalom paddler in the media. Ever so often, but there there'd be a picture of an expedition kayaking expedition. Rarely would it be in the main papers. It meant quite localised, and if it was in the main papers, it would have been picked up by the main paper uh, due to maybe somebody that was engaged in the sport anyway. I can think of a few exceptions, but not many. So over the last, let's call it, 35 years of me kayaking, makes me seem really old, the sport's moved from like this sort of niche, walking cagoule, life jacket, fiberglass, into plastic boat evolution, weird sport that is akin to caving, you know, with geography teachers and leather elbow patches and people that spend so much time underground and little mole eyes into this sport that is bang in your face, social media and main media. And that's a strange thing to get your head around, isn't it? Especially when we've got this mixed messaging across the board, like I've said, where you've got a high fashion brand uh, and an energy drink at the top end and then you've got a sit on top, it's okay with no experience and limited skill knowledge uh, and probably badly designed equipment to go out on the lake. And that's, it's, it's a strange thing and I don't understand it and I'm processing that. Because I quite like my sport to be niche and a little bit underground and a little bit, uh, a little bit hidden. Really, I quite like that. I quite like the fact that when you have a discussion with people and they ask, and you say you go kayaking, they actually think that you're pootling on a canal when realistically you, you know, paddling down the Himalayas or, you know, as, as once was said, uh, you come all this way just to get wet. And I quite like that sort of mystique around it all and i don't know if we're losing that mystique i really don't but again should we be losing that mystique or should we be promoting our sport and in, in the way of, of the the latest exploits of else? should we should that be the way we go with our sport where that becomes the top tier and then there's a trickle down effect Is that how it needs to be, you know? Have we moved on? Is, is kayaking, well, kayaking canoe, kind of paddle sport. Is it cool now? I mean, mm, dubiously cool. Retro cool, perhaps. Extreme sports are pretty cool, aren't they? I mean, they are cool, you know, they are. Uh, cold water immersion is dead cool, isn't it? Somebody walking around with Crocs, a dry robe and a bobble hat on. That's dead cool. It's freezing, in fact. But it, while swimming is cool. Standard paddleboarding is cool. Don't know if sit on tops are cool. Kayaking, you know, sponsored by Prada, quite cool. Especially, you know, if you're somebody that follows fast fashion. I mean, I had to do a bit of research to actually what Prada were, because I didn't really know, except if, uh, about a film, The Devil Wears Prada. And then obviously I went down the Zoolander rabbit hole. And now all I can think about is that Annie was part of Zoolander. And obviously with him being part of Zoolander, it means we're all part of Zoolander, except I'm more devil-leaked. Now this is obviously a reference, and if you've not watched Zoolander, I urge you to watch it, because I think most kayakers are actually devil-leaked as opposed to Parada, you know. Most kayakers, in my uh, experience, wear shaggy old clothes, unshaven, unkempt sleeping ditches, but on that generation, if you've listened to podcasts before, you know, my generation, we didn't have nice vans. We all slept in bus shelters, in bivvy bags or in roundabouts. And I thought we were quite unique in all that, looking there's that sort of hobo chic, as it were. I thought we were unique in paddle sports that we did that. But I think, you know, you find climbers do that. And recently I found out that trail runners do that. You know, I read a book about Gary Devine recently, British fell cross-country racer, and he used to sleep in the middle of roundabouts in town in a sleeping bag, so that he wasn't late for his races. I've got friends that just embrace that part of our sport, and it's a weird, that's a strange one, isn't it? like, hobo where are you staying for the weekend? I don't know, I'll probably sleep in a bush shelter, or I'll probably sleep under a bush, or I'll probably sleep next to my car, because I can't sleep in my car, because my car's tiny. You know, I spent years and years sleeping in bivvy bags uh, under... Uh, overhangs, or you know, at the side of the river, you know, under a park bench, or whatever, years and years doing it, and uh, I don't see the young generation doing that, which is really bizarre, because obviously, Kaka's got more professional, hasn't it, and uh, we all have transporter vans and dry robes, and listen to Jack Johnson. But, again, we, we don't have that, and it's that's not, not a bad thing, is it? It's really not a bad thing to not sleep on the park benches. You know, it's quite a nice thing, isn't it, to have a, transporter van or a van like a transporter van with your boats on top and you know a nice bit of heat a, a bit of a diesel heater going on and, and I have a press coffee machine and all that but again I die I go off on a tangent but we can just see just in this little sit of monologue rattle that I'm doing now how kayaking's moved on you know I, when I was a kid I aspired my heroes and kayaking, were the ones that slept in ditches, were the ones that shuffled about in dirty jeans with oil down the front and broken down cars and you know, had dry tops held together with duct tape and glue. And now we've got the fast fashion brand sponsoring expeditions. And it's not taken long, as it, to go from this sort of derelict, uh homeless chic <laughs> <laughs> uh into where into where we are now. And it'd be interesting to see where it goes in a few years. But I don't know. And if you've got younger listeners, please can you tell me what what it is about uh, your experiences of your idols in kayaking, you know, the people you aspire to in your generation. Are they the ones that are pushing, not just pushing the boundaries, but are doing it uh, in a way that is fashionable, you know, that is cool? Or is it like anti-cool? Because my, all my sort of outdoor icons were kind of anti-cool. You know, they were against mainstream. They were torn jumpers and dirty jeans, as I've just said. But again, I think that's because of the way I grew up within the outdoor environment, you know. But again, now i got a Patagonia gilet and a Satchel bag, so I must be dead cool. But I am still quite scruffy. And again... I like that underground, not shouting from the rooftop thing, but maybe it's not the way to be. Right. Food for thought for a Tuesday, and if you're listening to this on another day of the week, I can't help that. Right. Have a, water's up this weekend as well. All that snow's gone, hasn't it? Had a bit of rain, and rivers are up. So if you are going paddling this weekend, have a think on about why you're doing that. Are you doing it because you love the sport, or are you doing it cold? cool? Uh, you can do it for both reasons, I'm sure. But, you know, I'm probably quite opinionated on this matter. And you shouldn't listen to me at all. Anyway, on that note, drop some comments in. Thanks for listening. And uh, the podcasts are back. The the season's begun. Toodle pips.